0: Hi, my name is Anthony Simone, and this is the Yen Podcast, and you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. I'm not a placement agent. However, there are many times when working with a client that part of why they are struggling is because they don't have the proper staffing in the accounting function for either a bookkeeper, controller, or CFO. Considering I'm already working with the client and understand the personalities and culture, as well as have the background in accounting, which makes it easier for me to ask the right questions of the candidates. And to know which candidates truly understand the language of accounting, I will at times help my client do the hiring. About a month ago, one of my clients asked me to help to hire a controller to be placed in their Niagara Falls office. The process that I follow is simple enough work with the client to create a job description, place the job description on various sites like Indeed or ZipRecruiter, review all of the resumes that come in. Separate the good resumes, and hopefully there's still maybe at least three or four. Set up phone interviews for the three to four remaining applicants. Perform the phone interview, and if they pass the phone interview, invite the applicants to the client's office for a face-to-face first interview with the owner. Now, for candidates who pass the face-to-face interview, I request and check three professional references. And if they pass the reference check, I invite them back for a second interview to have them interview with some of the executive staff and employees that uh, they'll be working with. Hopefully, after that, there's still one candidate remaining and we make an offer. When I was performing this process for a client, I came across an applicant who looked like a really a great fit and I felt even more excited about this applicant after the phone interview because that's when I spend a considerable amount of time asking the candidate many detailed accounting questions to make sure they they truly do understand the language of accounting and after this phone interview with this candidate he passed the test with flying colors. The face-to-face interview with the client went so well that the owner decided he will offer even more than we advertised in the uh, salary range of the job description to make sure he would be making an offer that the candidate would not refuse. The owner also made it clear to me to make sure I checked the references as quickly as possible and set the second interview as well as quickly as possible considering candidates like this in today's market don't last long before they find a new job. So the following day I checked the professional references and they came back glowing. No problem at all. So much so I called the candidate back immediately to set up the second interview for later in the week. One of the final steps I perform, considering it takes very little time and no cost, is to check the social media sites and and Google the candidate's name. Now, this candidate had an uncommon name, so when I Googled it, the first thought that came to my mind as I read the first headline that popped up was, wow, there's another person with the exact same name who just recently pled guilty for stealing $47,000. Fortunately for me, there was a news clip associated with it, so I watched it in shock and unfortunately disappointment, as I discovered it was our candidate that they were talking about. This interview, this this whole situation happened in January with this potential applicant, and the news clip also mentioned that this person's sentencing date was set for mid-February. And I thought that was kind of funny considering as one of my parting questions in the first interview with that candidate was, if we were to hire you, when could you start? And I remember his answer was that he could start in mid-February after he he took care of some personal issues. Apparently, the personal issues were the possibility of receiving a sentence which included jail time. It really, it boggles my mind that he was interviewing for a job when he still may end up going to jail. After getting over that initial shock, I realized I now need to call this candidate back and cancel the second interview that I just set. So I called and said, I just Googled your name and noticed you were recently in the news. So there was this long silence and then he said, I was going to tell you, but didn't think it was necessary unless you reached a point where you made an offer. And I said to him, next time you should lead with that because you're wasting everyone's time. Now I understand why this candidate didn't wanna share this, but there's not a business owner out there that's gonna be interested in hiring a person, especially to manage their money if they were caught stealing, my client included. So the moral of the story is this, be sure to check all of the major social network sites and Google the name of the applicant as part of your hiring process. Most of the time it will come up clean. However, once in a while, you just might find that your applicant isn't who they claim they are.